British Columbia is boosting funding for the Human Rights Tribunal and Community Legal Assistance Society by as much as $4.5 million per year. Uh, the province said in a statement earlier this week that the number of cases brought to the tribunal uh, has, in, has well, essentially doubled uh, from 1,460 in 2019 to 3,192 in 2022. It said the new funding will go towards helping the tribunal tackle its increased caseload and allow the legal society to hire more lawyers, legal advocates, and support staff. Joining me now to talk a little bit about the, the boost in funding for the Human Rights Tribunal is Jeff Mason. He's an employment and human rights lawyer at Miller Thompson LLP. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon, Jazz. So walk me through this. Uh, for, for our audience listening, what does the Human Rights Tribunal uh, and the Legal Assistance Society specifically do in regards to uh, people's needs? So the, the Human Rights Tribunal, uh, it's, it's an administrative tribunal set up basically to, to adjudicate, adjudicate claims made under the D.C. Human Rights Code. So any complaint of discrimination uh, uh, that's made out in D.C., uh, usually makes its way to uh, to the BC Human Rights Tribunal. Um, uh, class, uh, their their role basically is to uh, try to help provide um, pro bono assistance and legal services to uh, to complainants, including uh, individuals going through the the tribunal's processes. Why do we need a human rights tribunal? We have a. Um uh, criminal code, we have a charter of rights, we have a, uh, a, a court system. Why do we need a human rights tribunal? You know, it's, it's a good question. I mean, the I think the main case for why you have a human rights tribunal in the first place is because the types of claims that you see uh, made out under the, the human rights code are, are really specialized claims. They're, they require sort of a, a specialized level of knowledge for adjudicators to, to see and decide these cases. Um, there's also sort of a, a different mandate that you see through the tribunal than, than through courts. So the, the part of the mandate under the Human Rights Code is to, to be educational, to not, um, to not necessarily penalize people who unwittingly discriminate against others, but to you know, nonetheless still, still remedy those. So these, these administrative tribunals like the Human Rights Tribunal are really set up to be sort of specialized bodies um, to, just, to just deal with a specialized set of complaints. The idea, too, is that when you have a specialized body like that, it, it can allow those complaints to be, uh, to be heard more efficiently, which obviously, as, as we're seeing, is, is not always the case. Um, why has it gotten so bad uh, for the tribunal itself uh, in regards to just the, the, the amount of cases that have grown? And like I said, it's doubled from 2019 to 2022. Is it just about the dollars or is it a case of people um, believing that they have a case that they, they feel that uh, they need to use the, uh, the, the, tribu- the tribunal? Yeah, so this is certainly something that I don't think has one single uh, cause or, or explanation. Um, there's a number of different factors at play here. You know, a lot of people have pointed to an, an increased awareness of the Human Rights Tribunal and, and discrimination generally. I think there's some truth to that. You know, I, I don't think that you can ignore the correlation between the reintroduction of the, the BC Human Rights Commission in 2019 whose mandate is in part to, to help educate individuals and organizations on the Human Rights Code and the Human Rights Tribunal. Um, certainly that, that's you know, at play here, but I don't think you can also ignore some of the other significant developments over the last couple of years. I think, you know, as we've talked about a lot in the past, 
Um, through COVID, uh, you know, traditional employment norms have been challenged left, right, and center. I think part and parcel with that might be um, employees being, uh, you know, perhaps more more comfortable with, with bringing a complaint against their employers. Mm-hmm. I think the increase in layoffs and terminations that we saw through COVID is a factor. Uh, you can't forget, obviously, the, the number of um, COVID restriction cases that were brought in front of the tribunal. Um, but the, the increase from 2019 to 2022, that was about 120% increase. That was just the accepted complaints. And the vast majority of the COVID restriction complaints, um, those were dismissed outright. So that, that wouldn't even include a lot of the COVID restriction ones. I think really the, the biggest factor here is, is mental health. Um, and whether that's you know more an issue of increased mental health issues in part driven by COVID or a greater awareness of mental health issues, I think that's really the, the driving factor. Um, the strongest evidence from that actually comes from the Canadian Human Rights Commission and not, not the, the BC Human Rights Tribunal, but at the federal level, just to give you an example, in 2015, uh, I think 25% of the complaints in front of the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal were discrimination complaints on the basis of mental disability. That number held steady up until 2020. It was about 29%. Mm -hmm. In 2021, that jumped to 52%, which is astronomical. So we saw over, over half of the complaints in front of the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal in 2021 were on the basis of mental disability. Now, that's, that's at the federal level, not the provincial level, but it's, it's telling, I think, because it helps paint a picture of what's happening across Canada. Um, so there, there's not one single answer, but I think, um, I think mental health is, is certainly a, a really big factor. Do most provinces have something similar to what BC has in regards to our human rights tribunal? Yeah, so, so every jurisdiction in Canada... Every province, um, territory, and at the federal level has, uh, has a human rights tribunal. I believe BC was the, the only holdout to not have a BC Human Rights Commission, which is a, a slightly different body um, uh, that, that, again, was reintroduced in 2019. But, um, yeah, you, you basically see the same, the same sort of administrative structure uh, set up in other provinces in Canada. Final question. Do you think this money is going to be enough, or do you think uh, there will be greater push for even more just because of the significant growth? Like, like you've said, a 120% increase uh, in just three years. Do you think this is going to be will, – will provide enough resources to deal with the demand that's there, or do you think we'll need more? Well, it'll it'll certainly help. I mean, obviously, the the, the big underlying issue is an increased demand here, uh, arising from an increased volume of complaints. So that the more resources that the tribunal has, that's going to help. But um, you know, capacity issues certainly existed uh, long before COVID and, and and before we saw this uptick in volume. So um, it, it will help. But whether or not it's going to be sufficient enough to to address uh, the current delay issues, that that remains to be seen. The other factor too is is we don't know of this four and a half million um, that's being uh, invested in this. How much of that is going to be going to the tribunal specifically? So we'll know in February once the province's budget is released how much is going to go to the tribunal. But um, the jury's certainly still out on as to whether this is going to be enough. Hmm. Jeff, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Jess.